Good morning, good morning, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's All Clutter, my weekly podcast. I love being on here in the morning with you and doing this live so we can interact a little bit. This is podcast number 33. Hey, Denise. And the topic today is something that I think we all need to figure out, right? Everybody needs to figure out how to work from home and or how to learn from home. So there have been so many questions that I have gotten about how do you do this? How do you successfully work from home if you have kids? How do you have your kids learning from home? You know, I think back to March when suddenly schools shut down. We all thought it was going to be for a week or two. And now we're looking at who knows how much longer of, um, I mean, everyone's got a different situation, right? Some kids are going to school. Some kids are not going to school. Some kids are being homeschooled. Some kids are going to school every other day. I know personally, my kids are on an, an AB schedule, so they'll be going to school every other day, assuming that school actually opens up. And I know in other parts of the country, schools are open um, but it's really a week, a day by day, week by week situation. A lot of people are still not back to their offices, right? So a lot of people were sent home to work remotely and may never go back to working in an office. And if they do, they might be on a, a different schedule also. So no matter what, using your house as a flex space is really important right now. Uh, it's something that's impacting everyone. So how do we do that? How do we set up spaces? And then how do we set up routines that work for working and learning from home? So I'm going to start by talking, and I made all sorts of notes for this one today. I'm going to start by talking about spaces. How do you create space in your house for remote working or remote learning? I am a big fan of, and this is so funny, decluttering is so critically important right now. I am a big fan, fan of flex spaces, um, both at work, at, in school, um, and at home. So flex spaces means that you have the ability to work or learn from a couple of different spaces in your house. Now, hear me out. I know that everyone, well, I know that most of the people that I've talked to created one workspace, one school space in their house back in March or tried to, um, and you know, it was difficult. It was difficult, right? So the best thing to do is to just set up your house to have a lot of different flex spaces. I think that if you can have one to two, well, two spaces per person, uh, and it doesn't have to be, that doesn't mean you have to have 10 spaces if you have a family of five, but you want to have one space for each person to have private, that's private, right? So if you're working, you're on a conference call, if your child is doing some learning with a teacher and it wouldn't be appropriate to have siblings running around. Um, if you're homeschooling and your child needs really quiet, focused space, you want everyone to have one space that's private in your house. Um, there's ways that you can do this. You can use bedroom spaces, although bedrooms are kind of my, my last spot for learning uh, or from working from home. But if you need to, you can use bedroom spaces. Uh, you can create 
rooms with those, you know, like those walls, <laughs> the, you know, those, uh, like they, they're not really walls. Um, they're just kind of like room dividers. So you can use room dividers to set up spaces. Uh, you want everyone to have one private space, but then you want the rest of your house to really function as flex space. So how do you do that? Number one, keep your counters clear. So all of your counters should be clear so that if somebody needs to work from the kitchen or keep your tables clear from the dining room table or the kitchen table for a couple of hours or just for that day, it's really easy to sit down and work there. Like sometimes, you know, you need to spread out. <laughs> so sometimes you're doing something and you have a lot of papers and books and it's just more than your desk can handle. Having that flex space will be super, super helpful. So I guess my number one tip right now is to keep all of your surfaces clear. Get into the habit right now of clearing all of your surfaces every day, putting stuff away. So you have these built-in flex work and school spaces in your house. Um, counters in the kitchen, the kitchen table, the dining room table, uh, your desk, at, you know, in your home office, children's desks in their bedrooms, uh, any place that you have space, make, make sure it's clear because then you have a lot more flexibility. You'll find with your kids learning, sometimes you need to be in the same space that they're in because you need to kind of guide their learning. Other times you need separate private spaces. So this is going to enable you to kind of have that flexibility in your home. So keeping your surfaces clear is going to be helpful. And don't forget about outdoor spaces. If the weather is nice and your internet connection is strong enough outside of your house, you know, make sure that you have a clear table outside that somebody could work at as well. Being in nature can actually stimulate learning. Um, <laughs> it can stimulate imagination. It can make you feel better uh, in general. So right now you have the opportunity to work outside. Go ahead and make that a flex space. So as many flex spaces in your house as possible will help you moving forward. Um, it's kind of like co-working. You're like creating co-working spaces at home. Okay, let's see. One spot, here's tip number two. You want to have just one spot for your work supplies and your school supplies. So think about this as when you go to school, you have a locker or a cubby, right? Your kids have a locker or a cubby. They keep all of their books, their notebooks, their backpack, their whatever it is in that one spot. You wanna define in your house one spot for each child's school stuff and one spot for your work stuff. This does not need to be in the same room that you're working. It doesn't, you know, remember the illusion of convenience. I did a whole podcast on that a couple of weeks ago. You don't have to have this stuff right next to where you're working because we're coming up with flexible workspaces anyway. You want to have one defined location to store that collection of items. Your school stuff is a collection of items. Your work stuff is a collection of items. It's critically important when you're working and learning from home that you have the ability to put that stuff away. At the end of the school day or work day, you want to be able to pick up your books, pick up whatever you've been working on and put it away in one designated spot. If you are struggling 
coming up with this spot, I have a few suggestions. What about if you have if you have a buffet in your dining room, could you clear that out? Could you, you know, declutter your linens and your dishes and create a space for school or work supplies? Um, your coat closet, maybe you have a coat closet that has a little bit of extra space in it, or you could put a sh little shelf in there. Um, you could hang the little cubbies, the, sh the, you know, the clear shoe organizers on the door. That could be a useful thing for storing some supplies. You could use the top shelf. Um, you just want to have one spot where everybody can put their schoolwork and your work stuff away every single day because you have to mimic the idea of coming home from work. So you need to be able to swap your house from workspace to home space. And the way that you do that is you pick up all of your stuff from that day and you put it away. And you want to be, you don't want to be searching all over the house for it. You want to have one defined spot. It can be anywhere. <laughs> Although try and avoid having it in your kitchen because papers and kitchen don't work together. Um, but if you have to have it in your kitchen, that's okay too. But if you have a choice, you know, just look at your space. What can be decluttered to make room for those collections of items? That is very important. So right now you have flex workspace in your house because you're keeping all of your surfaces clear and you have one defined space for storing school stuff or work stuff. And it could be one space per person. It could be one space for everyone, but it's just one spot where everything is picked up and put away. And then in the morning you go and get it. So I know that this is gonna be really important for my family this year because we're on an AB schedule. So every day is gonna be different from the day before. I It's really gonna be important that my kids put their stuff away in their one spot at the end of either at home learning or school learning, right? So they come in the door, their stuff goes into that one spot. At the end of the day, if they're learning from home, their stuff goes into that one spot. So that consistency is going to make a big difference this year for us because I, I honestly cannot imagine the AV schedule um, working. I mean, it. I can't imagine it flowing well, right? So I'm gonna do everything that I can control to make sure that it works well. I also would recommend not setting up school time in a playroom. So if you have younger kids and they need to focus on their teacher from home uh, for a little bit of time during the day, it's probably not ideal to have them doing that in a playroom you would want to have that set up in a flex space like your dining room table, your kitchen table, your kitchen counter, someplace where you can be working next to them and just keeping an eye on what's going on. Uh, so just, you know, knowing that you don't have to have one single space to work and that you can move around in your house as needed with your family during the day is going to help you out so much. So that's the space side of things, right? But what about routines? So routines are also going to be critically important and are critically important to a successful year this year. So what type of routines can be put in place to help you every day? Number one, you wanna make sure that you start your day the same, regardless of whether you're home, you're at school, you wanna have structure to your morning. So whatever that looks like for your family, 
just keep it consistent. So I know that for my kids, they have to start school at the same time every day. So that's going to be a good a trigger for the rest of building our routine around that. So say they have to be at school at 745 every morning, whether it's in school or at home. That means that from the time that they wake up until 745, we are going to be very consistent with our routine. So they're going to wake up at the same time. They might have a little bit more time on the mornings where they don't have to get on the bus or be driven into school. Uh, so maybe that would be a time where they can do a little bit extra, something extra around the house, or maybe I will suggest that they go for a walk. Um, but I'm going to set a timer <laughs> that will ring at say 7.30. That's 15 minute warning. So either that means it's time to get into the car, to be driven to school, or it's time to switch from home to school, right? So whatever that looks like, you want to set that timer and I will actually have them do something if they're home to signify to their brains that they are switching to school. It might be go for a walk around the house, right? Go for a walk to the end of the block. Um, you know, something that physically reminds them that it's time to switch over from home to school, some physical trigger. Um, and I will definitely be using t like alarms all day long. So if you think about it, when you're at school, there's block schedules and there's a bell that rings to let you know that things are switching. We will be mimicking that at home. Uh, so we'll have an alarm that, that rings so that it means you're switching from home to school or school to home. Um, but then during the day, you know, if you're, you know, if you have uh, certain chunks of time, you'll want to have alarms that ring just to signify it's time to move on to the next thing. This is called block scheduling. There is a great video that explains how to block schedule in general for adults. Um, it's on Jordan Page is the name of the YouTuber. She has, she runs a program called uh, Fun, Cheap or Free, something like that. Uh, but Jordan, if you look up Jordan Page block scheduling, it's a very popular video that explains how to block schedule with alarms. And it's really, in my mind, having something that switches you from home to school, school to home, home to school, school to home, work, to home, home to work, work to home, home to work, lets you know what, where you are, like what you should be doing. Should you be working or is this time to turn off work, turn off school and be at home? Really sit down and plan that the night before so that you have those triggers ready to go the next day. Uh, at the end of the day, it's so important that you clean up, pick up and put away. So if your work day ends at five o'clock, I would have an alarm at 4.45 that says it's time to prepare for the end of the day. That means it's time to wrap up what you're doing. It's time to pick up everything that you've been using, put it away in its designated spot. If your child's day ends at three o'clock at 2.45, I would remind them it's time to pick up your school stuff and put it away. So clearing those surfaces every single day is really important to being able to work flexibly flexibly in your space. 
uh, to work with flexibility in your space. Clear services, they're critical. Um, I, and I would have, every day I would have an alarm that says, put school away, put work away. And I, I personally have an alarm that says this, you know, at the end of my day too, it says turn off work. And that means it's time to just put work to bed and be present for my family. Um, so there's, you know, having a routine around this, around the morning and around the evening is going to be huge. I would also recommend packing lunch and snacks every single day, whether you're at home or whether you're at school, whether you're at work, just get into the habit of having all of your lunch and snack food packed up in lunch boxes. Uh, it will help so much with the constant, <laughs> is there anything to eat? I'm really hungry. You know, I didn't plan anything. So plan ahead for food, have your lunches and snacks packed the night before if possible, or first thing in the morning, have that as part of your morning routine, although it's always easier if you do it at night. Uh, so you don't have to think about that during the day, right? Cause you, things get crazy. They, calls are coming in, dogs are barking, children need stuff. I mean, it's not easy. So set yourself up, eliminate everything that you possibly can that can come up during the day, any interruption. Food is a huge one. Have your food prepared for everyone already, regardless of whether you're leaving the house or not. Um, think about your time so far. You're either you're remote learning or you're remote working. What's working? What's going well? What is not working? What is not going well? Have, you know, know what's working and what's not. So you can make adjustments. Reflecting on how things are going is huge to success in the future. So I can tell you an example from my own family. My 13 year old spent a lot of time in her bed doing school from in like March, April, May, and June. And that's not gonna happen this year because I don't think that works so well. <laughs> So when the time comes for her to go back to school on her AB schedule, the days that she is at home are not going to be school from bed days. I actually am going to have her get up, come into a co-working space in our house. It could be the dining room, the kitchen counter, whatever. I want, I need to have my eyes on what's going on there um, a little more than I did back, you know, back, <laughs> back when this was all a surprise. Uh, so I think, you know, even though she did well and she stays on top of it, I just don't think it was healthy that she was sitting in bed and doing school. Uh, so that's going to change now moving forward. So what's working? What is not working? Just kind of keep on top of that. And don't be afraid to make an adjustment when you need to make an adjustment. You don't need to wait months and see if things are going to change. This isn't working. Let's address it. Let's change it right now. I would also say manage your expectations. So there's so much that we cannot control right now and school and work look very different in this moment than they ever have before. And that's okay, that's okay. So my expectation for this fall, really my goal is that we are going to be not very stressed. My goal is to reduce as much stress as possible. I'm actually not super concerned with the education side of things for my kids. Um, I think that ultimately that everyone's gonna catch up eventually. 
Uh, everyone's going to learn what they need to learn. Um, there is inherent learning in this whole process. Being home with your family, learning how to manage schedules, learning how to live with other people uh, 24 hours a day, learning how to adjust. I think if we can just not have a ton of stress, that's, that's my goal, is just to reduce our family's stress. Everything else is going to work itself out, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> like, and there's a lot that I cannot control, but what I can do is set up routines and schedules to just manage our stress as a family during this time. And that's my expectation. So I would say if you have an expectation that, you know, your kids are going to hit these academic milestones and, and all, and that you have to be a parent and a teacher and an employee and do great at all of that, you know, think about what's truly most important to you and focus on that. Um, finally, <laughs> Find a bright side, find a bright side. Yes, this is a crazy time for sure. But you know what? There's always a bright side to it. Maybe the bright side is that you get to have your kids around more. Maybe the bright side is that you're saving money, not commuting. Maybe the bright side is that you get to have flex spaces in your house. This is forcing you to declutter and use your house a little bit more functionally. Maybe the bright side is that you get to work outside. You get to go on a walk. You get to prepare your food more. Find the bright side. Find the bright side and focus on that as much as you possibly can. So <laughs> that is kind of, this is a little bit of a longer podcast, but I really wanted to talk to you guys about how, how to proceed now. How can we make this work? What can we control? So just to recap quickly, create flex space in your house for working by keeping counters clear, tables clear, just by having clear surfaces. Um, make sure that everybody has one private space where they can go when they need to be focused, but the rest of your house should, could and should really function like a co-working space uh, so that you can use it flexibly as needed. Have one storage spot for your school stuff and your work stuff. So one spot only, and it could be anywhere in your house. Um, make sure at the end of the day that you put everything away, you pick up and put away from school and work so you can switch over to home. Have routines that minimize your stress. Have a, a routine that signifies switching from home to work, work to home pack your food in the morning or at night. So have your snacks and food prepared during the day. Um, use timers. So definitely set alarms for when things need to switch. Have open communication with your family about what their schedule is for the next day. And figure out what's not working and what is working. Anything that's not working, feel free to tweak it as needed. Manage your expectations. <laughs> uh, know that this is going to be different and that's okay. Do everything that you can to reduce your family's stress because that is going to be the thing that gets you moving forward and really prepared for the next step. And find the bright side. 
always find the bright sides of the situation, whatever it is. So I'm going to go into the comments now. If you guys have anything <laughs> that you want to add that's really worked for you, um, let me know. There's a lot of comments, so I'm just going to go quickly read through them here. Uh, let's see. So Tanel says, and Tanel, I think this is a great point. As a credentialed teacher for 28 years, including 14 years of homeschooling, you don't need to make school at home. Just give them what they need and don't you don't need to overload them. They don't need, they don't get 25 markers, 10 pencils, five scissors, every color of paper, construction paper. You know, I'm exaggerating a little, right? Um, keep their pencil boxes with the minimal amount of items so they don't get overloaded. They're stressed too. It's so true. Our kids are so stressed right now. So anything that we can do to just create an environment and a routine that is not stressful, that they know what to expect every day is going to help them. Um, if the parent can keep things organized and away so they know where their things are when they need them, that's huge. Yes, it's, it's so huge. That's so right. Keep their learning area calm. Classical music in the house, lightly playing is calming. I love that idea. Keep interruptions to a minimal, yes. Uh, our motto was we are always learning in and out of the house, in and out of books, computers, groups, outings, whatever it is. 100% learning happens everywhere. So right now, our kids are learning life skills, how to deal with the unexpected, how to deal with stress, how to set up environments for success, how to have routines and schedules and things that keep them focused. And, and I totally agree, Snell. You know, if you're homeschooling, homeschooling does not need to look anything like school, right? And it doesn't necessarily need to be six hours a day. In fact, oftentimes it's much shorter. But there is learning in everything. There is learning in cooking. There is learning in cleaning. There is learning in going for a walk and observing nature. There is learning in going to the grocery store and exchanging money. There is learning everywhere. Now, it's a little different if you are remote learning. So then I think that a lot of schools are following a pretty specific schedule right now. So that's okay. Um, but just remember, your children are learning how to manage difficult times. And that's a huge life lesson that will serve them forever and ever. Much longer than probably one fact or something from American history, right? Like, like this, this is a life skill and life skills are so critically important. Um, Tanel goes on to say, help to keep calls and interruptions to a minimum. Yep. Allow the kids to enjoy being at home and not regretting it if they can't wait to leave or get back to school. This time is a gift. It is 100% a gift. Fresh baked cookies make everyone's house smell amazing. I love that. Make baking, cooking time, family game time, Zoom reading with grandparents, volunteering to bake for the neighbors, finding pen pals to engage with, lots of creative ideas. Keep your home calm and organized and love your babies and invest in those relationships. So now these are just beautiful words. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Incredible words from a longtime educator. Um, okay, let's see. Timers are a game changer. I agree, Karen. Setting a timer, setting an alarm has really made a big difference in our life. Dance breaks are helpful in our house, Karen. Yes, I love that too. Get the energy up, right? You know, have fun. Have fun together. Brenda says, 
Thanks so much. Remember to stay on the sunny side of life, even when you think it's all storms. Yes, there is a bright side to everything, even when it doesn't seem like it. Cooking is awesome for teaching fractions. <laughs> and it's delicious, 100%. Um, <laughs> Juliana says, my oldest just came in and said, the army set me up for dealing with the unexpected mom. School isn't teaching me that. <laughs> truth right that's a girl that's a wise wise child so if you are watching this later if you're watching the replay on youtube uh, go ahead drop in the comments what's working for you what your bright side is uh, what you know let us know how you know share your favorite tips there think about how you can clear the surfaces in your house so you have that flex space for learning and working. It will make a huge difference, I promise. And stay strong. Know that we have a supportive community that can hold you and bolster you up through this storm. So if you're frustrated, if you're stressed, get into the Prioritize Your Sanity group and let us know so that we can support you because that is what this is all about. Support, support. Um, thank you, Candy. Candy says, praying for all that are homeschooling. It's been a big enough adjustment for me to be working from home since March. Absolutely. Can't imagine trying to homeschool also. It's, it's totally tough and difficult, but, but there are bright sides, right? So we'll just try to keep focused on that and keep involved in this community so that we can help you through the fall. We can share our best tips with each other for making this work. Love to you all. Thank you so much for being on here live. Thank you for watching the replay. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel on YouTube so you never miss a podcast. And if you know somebody who needs to hear this advice, please share this podcast with them. Tag them on Facebook send them the video on YouTube. The more that we can all work towards prioritizing our sanity, reducing our stress, and loving each other through this difficult time, the better. All right. Bye to everyone. Thank you.